So um, we're on to episode six now. Um, have you got any ideas? Um, no. Oh, God. Uh, movie special? <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go. It's educating Matt. Whoa, with Matt and Matt as your hosts. Bringing you the latest news and updates on our life. Everything that grinds our gears and revs us up inside. Educating Matt, it's time to start the show. I'm excited about this one. A movie special is my kind of podcast. I think it just shows the depths of desperation we've reached. <laughs> We're so, really good with movies. We can talk about movies all night. Yeah, I know we can do it. I know, obviously, and it might be quite entertaining, uh, entertaining for you guys out there in, view, in listener land as well. I'm not sure. I've got really bad taste in movies. But that could be entertaining for them as well, because they can sit there and go, well, I've never heard of that movie. I'll go and check it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's got me watching New Year's Eve with Bon Jovi. We can talk about New Year's Eve later. <laughs> okay. And, let- and, and the other um, the other new things, aren't they? Isn't it Love Day? And the other, what's the other one called? Love Day? No, not Love Day. What's it bloody called? Um, Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Can we edit this? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we jump straight in. Let's jump straight in. Um, I think we should get the listeners on side first. How do you feel about that? Okay, how are we going to do that? Well, I think we should kick off with Disney. With Disney, okay. A whole new world, you could say. <laughs> you could say. So what, as in, like, what's our favourite Disney movie? Yeah, let's, let's, start, let's go for the most basic question out there, because I think we can touch people's minds and their hearts by delving into this. But what's your favourite Disney movie? Can we include links in with Pixar? Oh, this is controversial. So Disney bought Pixar, didn't they? Mm. They did a long time ago, admittedly, but still they were they were a separate company for a long time. I think you can have a favourite... I think you can, I can let you off and you can have one and the other if you want it. One and the other. Okay. If it includes Pixar, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Toy Story. Toy Story the original? Yep. Toy Story 1? Yep. Toy Story, Toy hopefully there won't be a prequel. No, there's number four coming out next year, though. How is that going to work? Because that three ends on such a good... Actually, one to three are a really good sample of a brilliant trilogy where there are no flawed movies. Yeah, that, that they, is good. They're going to risk that, aren't they? I did cry at number three. So number three, it really taps into... You watched that movie when you were a child on VHS, you know, not even on DVD back then, and then you're watching it now, and you're like, Andy is a grown-up. He's not a child anymore. And those things... You know, their time has come to an end. It did exactly the same thing for me as American Pie Reunion did. It made me suddenly, it made me suddenly go, oh, God, I'm old. Yeah. And I really care about these people. Yeah. I don't want to give any <laughs> plot spoilers, but when I was watching Toy Story 3, I really thought at the end they were going to do the naughty, the nasty ending. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Because it kind of leads up to yeah, that, doesn't yeah. it? It does lead up to kind of doom. Yeah. And there's probably someone out there who's really mean and edited it at that point. There's some probably someone that hasn't actually watched it yet, and you've just ruined it as well. No, because I haven't given away any spoilers. That's mm. I did that intentionally. So to get you back on track, um, Toy Story the original was your favourite. Yep. I, I do like Toy Story one. I think it's a really good movie. Um, if you were going to not choose a Pixar movie, what would you go with? If you could go with an animated Disney classic or even a film classic, because of course they made films as well. Uh, say film live action movies. Oh, now you've just said that. If you've Oh, divided my opinion. Have I divided your opinion? So there's two. Oh, one is one that everyone would have seen. It's Aladdin. Aladdin is great. Aladdin, and the other one is uh, Miracle. 
which is about a 1970s ice hockey team. I can't believe we've already hit miracle at this point mm. in the recording. Because yeah. it's so good. I don't even think uh, uh, we may as well end now. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you out there in listener land who are sitting there going, miracle, Disney movie, what? What is that? What is he on about? I'm going to let Matt explain this. I'm going to let Matt A, Matt a one. Thanks for, um, thanks for calling me Matt One. Matt One, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so Miracle is about, uh, it's basically the last non-kind of um, pro ice hockey team. So pro dream team. So you know now when we, we do football, we do ice hockey, we do whatever, it's all dream teams, isn't it? Yeah, we uh, should explain that this is based on a real life event. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'd say that, yeah. So it's based on sort of the last American non-dream team ice hockey team now that might sound a bit boring but actually what they went on to do was prove that you do not need pros to to beat the best in the world and at the time russia were one of the greatest ice hockey teams in the world um they literally were unbeatable um and with pure passion and a bit of training we um we well i say we america beat them and there's a lot more to the story now. I, I would waste an entire no. It's all right. It's okay. I think it. I think it's important people know about this movie. But it's worth if you like ice hockey. It's worth a watch. If you don't like ice hockey, ice hockey, it's also worth a watch. So, in my opinion, it's worth a watch. I'm going to say <laughs> if you watch it and you're not getting on with it, just watch Mighty Ducks instead. Oh yeah, that's another good. Oh, was that Disney? No. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. Disney. Yeah, because they sponsored Anaheim Ducks afterwards, didn't well, they? Well, they they owned they owned they bought they they made the team. Yeah, they did. The yeah, yeah, they got the franchise. For, yeah, it was made because of the film, and then now the team's still going. I think they're just called Anaheim Ducks now. So just to clarify, you're going to go for Miracle as a live action movie. You're going to go for Aladdin if you're going to have it animated, and you're going to go for Toy Story as the uh, the animated Pixar movie. That's my final choices. Yeah. So I'm with you. Um, if I had to choose an animated movie, and it is difficult with um, Disney, and let's just assume that we're going to allow Pixar for now, you've kind of I would have I might have gone for Toy Story three because it really got to me. It really kind of hit home, and it was like the culmination of all the great Toy Story stories. But I'm going to say Up. I really enjoyed Up. I went to see Up, and I thought, oh, it's just not a movie for kids, but it's got good reviews. So I'll give it a go. And I sat there in the first five minutes and I was like, this film does not mess around. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't. This film is serious. And by the end, I, I, I'm i a grown man. I'm not saying I was close to tears, but I was welling up a little bit, particularly when his house caught fire, which I know is a spoiler. But mm. then, Frank, if you haven't seen Up, stop listening to this podcast straight away and go and watch Up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and Toy Story as well. Watch all this, even Miracle. You have to watch Miracle. You have to watch Miracle. You won't cry. Well, you will. You might cry. <laughs> will you jump off your sofa with your hand in the air going, yeah. So, yeah, if I had to pick an animated Disney movie, and I'm a little bit disappointed that you went for Aladdin, because Aladdin was a big part of my life as well. I watched a lot of Aladdin. Basically, there was a, a series of um, revival films with Disney. We talk about this animated movie. So um, after sort of... Um, they had a lot of bad films that did not very well for a long time, yeah? And... It was only with The Little Mermaid that they got back on form. And after that, they had a string of set, uh, successes. So they had Little Mermaid, then they had Aladdin, then they had Beauty and the Beast, then they had um, Lion King, which is like the high point, and then they had Pocahontas. I hate Pocahontas. How do you feel about Mulan? Because that's the one next one after that. Uh, n- no, I've, no, I've not even seen it. I wouldn't want to Ooh, see it. Me either. And apparently it's meant to be all right. 
But um, that was the point after, and I've got a confession to make, I didn't watch Lion King until I was 18 years old when I bought it on DVD. I don't know what's worse, you've not seen it to then or you watching it then? I watched it because a housemate demanded that I watched it but they didn't have a copy. And I was like, oh well, it might be an offer. And I got an offer and I watched it and I was like, oh actually it's quite good. It's just little, it's just um, not Macbeth, but it's uh, what the Shakespearean <laughs> plays with lions. It's definitely, it's definitely not Macbeth. It's definitely not Macbeth. <laughs> there's no, there's no lion trying to scrub blood off its hands that it doesn't actually have. It's just a figment <laughs> of his own. There's no, that's that's why they didn't go with Macbeth. It's um, Hamlet, isn't it? Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet is the mm. story it's based on. Um, but I'm not going to go with any of those. Um, I am going to go with. I think. The one I enjoyed most that was animated, and this is a weird choice for me as a as a grown man, is Sword in the Stone, which is one of the first Disney movies I saw. I'm absolutely obsessed by the film Sword in the Stone. Really, it's not even the greatest Disney movie. No, I'll tell you why. It's got it's got a good story. It's based on a, a book, um, a really infamous book, which we can't talk about much on this podcast because it delves into really dark subjects, which you don't have the moral capability of covering. Um, um, but it's based on the Once and Future King um, by um, T.E. White. Um, and you can look him up in your own time if you want to hear a horrible story about a man who wrote children's books who was very successful. Um, um, but he's got the best, he's got some of the best songs. And people completely underrate that. And it's got amazing songs in it. The bit where he becomes a fish and he goes to and fro, back and forth. That's the way the world goes round. Do you know that song? I know that song. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, it's okay. Bippity boppity boo. All that stuff. He's got some great songs in it. And people are like, oh, it's a rubbish film about rubbish. And but it's not. It's got like a really good character in, in Arthur, who's this really deep downtrodden kid who's really let down. And then, you know, you've got, you know, got the wizard who helps him out. It's brilliant. Merlin, he's, he's a great character. It's really well voiced, really well animated. It's got loads of good stuff. The best thing about you loving that film yeah. is the fact that from this moment onwards, the podcast can only get better. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone sat at home right now going, bloody Sword of Stone is brilliant. <laughs> Matt B is right. Matt 2 is right. <laughs> Matt Microphone 2 is right. He's Microphone absolutely right. Two. It's a wonderful film. I, I You a, can show it to anyone and they really enjoy it. Yeah, it is okay. It, I've not seen it. It's no, okay. I've only ever seen it's it once. It's more than okay. It's brilliant. Yeah. The, I'll tell you what the problem is. The animation isn't as good because it's a 60s one and they didn't have quite enough budget. Um, so it is let down, but the they songs... They didn't seem to have a problem with the Jungle Book, so I'm not taking, taking that as an excuse. Oh, I don't think the Jungle Book's that good. Hmm. Oh, someone up there raging. Interesting. Very um, interesting. And my live-action Disney, if you're going to ask me. Okay. Unless you want to just tell, um, tell more into me about Sword and the Stone. I'm going to ask you, your favourite live-action Disney. Oh, go on. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> If only this wasn't recorded, we could edit it. <laughs> your favorite. <laughs> we should keep this in. Your favorite live action Disney. Can I answer the question before the one you just asked? No. Okay. What? okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay. My, my favorite live action Disney is um, it's a bit of an odd one, and I'm sure you won't get many takers on this, but I really like the original Tron. Oh, I quite like the original Tron. Tron has got a really dark subplot, and it's quite a, it's quite a clever movie for a Disney movie. I've got some interesting facts about the lead character. Well, one interesting fact about the lead character. Go on about probably it. know. Go what was his name again? Um, um, it's Jeff Bridges. No, it's not no, Jeff no, Bridges, no, no. is it? It's the oh, other one. God, um, I can't remember his name. Oh, God, we always get confused. Bill... No. 
No. Oh, it, uh, 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 Kurt Russell. Yes. Is um, it Kurt Russell? It is, yeah. He's Kurt Russell, isn't it? Yeah. The last thing that Walt Disney ever written, written down before he died yeah. was Kurt Russell. He wrote it on a piece of paper. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. weird, isn't it? Because he was a child actor as well, wasn't mm. he? Yeah. Kurt Russell would now picture as being a grisly old man yeah. married to Goldie Hawn. Which is also weird, isn't it? That's, yeah. Um, he, um, yeah, he was a he was quite a good child actor. It's like um, there's another good example of a child actor who's really successful now, which is Ron Howard. So Ron Howard, you picture from doing all the movies and things like that, and his daughter Bryce Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, I should say. Yeah. Um, but he was. If you ever see photos of him, go look at him when he was a child actor. It's really funny. Just this little kid with like ginger hair and like lots of stuff. <laughs> of course, he was in Happy Days as well. Oh, yeah, it was in Happy Days. Days. Yeah, it was weird, isn't it? And now he's like a really serious director who did things like (laughs) Apollo 13 and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Always works for Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's because Tom Hanks is great. Tom Hanks or Autumn Shanks, if you're a big fan of The Simpsons. Um, (laughs) So we should probably go on to our favourite movies of all time. Okay. Um, Do you want to kick us off? Okay. So so we're we're trying to drill it down to like three of our favourite movies of all time. I've got like five. And even shouldn't as I'm before saying we start, it, shouldn't we ask the listeners what they think is their favourite movie? Let's just wait a second. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got. Um, I'm trying to draw it down to like three of my favourite films of all time. There's a couple that don't quite make it in. I there. think you should just have anyone. I, 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 whatever you feel, whatever you go with your heart. Just go with my heart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's four films that come into mind. Three of them I've written on this piece of paper here. One is just coming to my head as we. Oh, were that's what the it. paper's for. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, um, we'll talk about them after, but I'll roll them off. Um, High Fidelity, That Thing You Do, Scream, and Home Alone. Wow. Which one didn't make it? I was toying with That Thing You Do and High Fidelity, two completely different movies. Yeah, I was going to say, they're both music movies, though, aren't they? They're both around music, yeah. yeah. That Thing You Do, I think, is because I always wanted to be uh, in a band like that when I was younger. And if you don't know about that film, it's written, starring, directed by Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah, it was like a personal project, wasn't yeah, it? it was yeah, really, And it's really one of his favourite yeah. films. And actually, his production company is named uh, Platon Records after the Platon Records in the yeah. movie. So like, he, he loves that movie. But, um, but High Fidelity for me as well is, I remember watching that when I was younger going, like, this is me. I didn't own a record store, but this is, like, he had, like, a top five for everything. And I went through my whole childhood having, like, top five things. Yeah, it's interesting that, isn't it? Because High Fidelity is really weird because it's obviously based on the Nick Hornby novel. Most yeah. Nick Hornby adaptations, so, like, Fever Pitch or um, About a Boy, are set in the, the world that he exists in, in London. Like, that was his life. And, yeah. Like, High Fidelity is very much a kind of semi-autobiographical sort of tale by him. Yeah. But in the film, obviously, they transfer it to New York and make it a whole kind of... Is it New York or is it Los Angeles? Uh, New, York, New York. Yeah, it's New York, yeah. 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 And you I, kind of think, well, how, does that, how does that work? Because it's kind of related to his humour and his... Because obviously they changed the records as well, which is a bit yeah. naughty. But. Yeah, yeah. I still think, though, I think it... I have read the book and I do love the book, but I think the film did also come across really well. It was a bit different, but it... Um, I just think I love it. And John Cusack, I just I just love him. I was going to say that. Yeah, he's. he's Do you one think of my John Cusack actors. and Joan Cusack are the same person, and they just don't want to fess up for years? <laughs> Is that why they never share a scene? In They've never shared a scene together. Yeah, they never say share a scene. Share a scene. So I've done it in a Sean Connery way. <laughs> Um, never share a scene together <laughs> yeah and then my other ones is Scream and then people will love or hate Scream but it did completely change that the whole genre it so did. yeah I mean it's quite an incredible film isn't it because Wes Craven um, he was the horror master and for him to come back and make that movie 
in sort of towards the not the end of his career, but I mean he's now passed on, but he was he was, it was he kind was of older, after, yeah, or, yeah, 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 after his kind of height and success rate, particularly from the sort of seventies, eighties, eighties, yeah. yeah. I think the thing what Scream did that that is if you watch Scream now for the first time you probably go oh Drew Barrymore was in it and then she dies great but actually at the time it was that time where the lead character is always the lead character the most famous person is always the lead character and they're always yeah. in the movie to the end they always survive yeah. and what it did was it was everyone else in that movie is almost newcomers yeah. um, well, you, you know, we knew Courtney Cox was and things like that but they're pretty much newcomers to, to, to movies mm. and then they killed off Drew Barrymore in the first couple of minutes and everyone went this is crazy and then you never know what's going to happen and that for that one sole reason it will always be in my top three and then obviously Home Alone and Home Alone is up, yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> Which we've yeah, spoken about too many voice, times. Yeah, I'm not sure we can discuss Home Alone anymore for yeah. the lawyers ringing up. Yeah. So what about you? If I was going to pick my um, favourite movies that stuck in my head, um, will stay with me. Now, I'm going to say something. Oh, this is hard. It's so hard. It's hard. Um, the other night I was looking at all my old DVDs on the shelf and thinking about all these films I'd watched. And it's amazing, like, when you... Turns like like obviously net nowadays like Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime and all the all those other streaming services which I'm sure you can get um, some sort of deal with this app. What do they have to put in like Matt One and <laughs> some money? No, I'm sorry, I'm lying. I'm just doing that podcast thing. Um, it was amazing looking at all those movies and things you've watched and like what stays with you and what doesn't. So I was looking at my shelf and I saw films that I'd watched and I completely forgot that I'd actually watched. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you're right. Those films that stay with you. Um, so for me. Uh, if I was going to pick some films that have sort of stayed with me, and this is so cliched, and I feel so bad as a man saying this, but The Shawshank Redemption really stayed with me. The first time I watched it, oh, it blew me away. A, that is a great film. Uh, just because I wasn't expecting it. And what's surprising about that is it was a flop. Yeah, which is incredible, really, isn't it? You, uh, Well, we say a flop. I mean, I think the people who watched it thought it was incredible, but it had come out at a really bad time because, so infamously, it had lost loads of nominations because um, it was up against um, Forrest Gump. And Forrest yeah. Gump totaled everything. One, there was no... Another film, where is Forrest? Oh, there it is. So Forrest Gump is... is 12. Number 12 on, on the, the IMDb list. 330 million. This is in our notes. It's not on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> We've not got a laptop open. We're not looking at things. We're not that unprofessional. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's up against Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump is yeah. an amazing movie. Yeah. Arguably, I'd say it deserves to be a lot nearer the top than number 12. What about your number number two and number three movie? So number two is another one that absolutely will be on the list, and this is really for my youth and my obsession with it. Um, it's also the movie that kind of broke my heart, in a way, because once you have a love that's so good that it can't be compared to, everything else feels really bad, doesn't God, it? you can say Bambi. I'm not going to say Bambi. If I said Bambi, we would have said it the Disney part, wouldn't I? Oh, crap. Yeah, got him. Oh, you, respect you use as Bambi's mother. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> okay. Spoilers, she's fine. It's all fine. Don't worry. I'm sure when you're a child, they your parents wound past that bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, it's got to be Empire Strikes Back. Ah, okay. It's well, the best Star Wars movie the best, just the best, everything about it is brilliant. It has, um, the reason why it's so good, in case you were wondering why people love it so much, is one, it's not written by George Lucas, and two, it's not directed by George Lucas. <laughs> Which shows what happens when someone else gets a property and knows what to do. 
it's a really it's a really wonderful film. what do you think of the godfather now i've watched the godfather maybe twice and it's okay but uh, i'd really like the godfather fan. i mean i haven't gone on to number three but i really like my god the godfather no one's but watched it's... number three <laughs> <laughs> number three i i heard something about number three which i'll explain in a second but godfather one is very very good it's a good self-contained story that works really well I like it. It is a bit dated. It is made in 1972, mind you, which is a long time ago mm-hmm. for you know films nowadays. Um, I uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Godfather Part Two. I watched I got the box set and I watched Godfather Part One. I was like, this is very good. And I watched Godfather Part Two and I was like, bloody hell, that's even better. That's like a million times better. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's got that. It, the Godfather Two does this amazing story, doesn't it? Where it flips between. Um, the the Vita Carnoni story, the original Godfather getting started, and Michael's story with his brother, which is so well done. Yeah. The sort of transfer into it too. I've just thought this, do you know what, I, I, I think my my favourite movies is actually going to change as we go through this. Oh, because we're going to sit here and look at this. Because I was just thinking about It's a Wonderful Life, and that is one of my favourite movies. I was I'd almost about to say that for my third movie, so yeah. I was considering It's a Wonderful Life. Um as my third movie, but actually I'm going to pick something completely out of the blue, which is a film I watch all the time that cheers me up, which I don't think you've seen, and okay. I think will shock you. Okay. There is... Uh, have you ever heard of Studio Ghibli, the mm. Japanese animation firm? No. Oh, I can't believe you never... They made... Um, and this is so childish, but I just find it so magical every time I watch it. They, <laughs> I'm a grown man, I can't believe I'm going to commit to this. Um, I'm a really big fan of a film called Kiki's Delivery Service. It's just about this person trying to make their life in in you know the, a new city and not yeah. knowing anyone and kind of adjusting and how she's going to have people get treat her and things like that. That sounds it's, a lovely movie. It is really lovely. You come at me, you're just smiling. You're like, Yay. <laughs> life's great. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's really good. And um, I know people say obviously there are serious studio good movies like. House Moon Castle, like Spirited Away, like Princess Mononoke. I know someone's probably shouting that out right now, going, Mononoke, which are great. But um, Kiki's Delivery Service, really, every time I've watched it, I've come away smiling, which is really impressive. I think that's a real achievement for a film to do that. And for a film with, I had very low expectations watching, thinking, do I want to watch a thing about a witch who delivers bakeries goods and things? That's going to be rubbish. And I watched it, it was like, bloody hell, this is amazing. So what I've learned from you today is your favourite films are Up and Kiki's Delivery, Delivery Service, Service and, and Children of Redemption. Thank you for checking us out tonight. This is episode six. It is episode six, yeah. It is. I had to think about that then. Um, we'll see you next week for episode seven. If you're absolutely raging because we didn't mention your favourite movie, I'm sure your favourite movie is really good. Unless your favourite movie is like... Oh, what be... Bloody the Care Bear movie from 1984, and then we're going to get fucked. <laughs> um, on that note, good night. Yeah, go and watch Transformers from 1988 instead. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Bye. Bye. It's educating Matt. Whoa, with Matt and Matt as your hosts, bringing you the latest news and updates on our lives.